Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour is coming back to Bansdale. It's on like Donkey Kong with the state show that performs all the greaties from the 80s. Saturday, March 18 at the Forge Theatre and Arts Hub. Get your tickets before they go-go or check out rewind80sband.com. Our life together is so precious Together we have grown We have grown Although our love is still special Let's take a chance and fly away Somewhere alone It's been too long since we took the time No one's to blame, my no time flies so quickly How are you? We're We're back for another week. We are back for another week. We're across town from each other tonight. We're doing Mm. it remote. Very, very busy, aren't we? Well, yeah, we're going to have to explain to people why we've been, why you've been so busy especially. But I want to do a quick shout out to our Mole Creek people. Oh, we went down to Tassie the other weekend, didn't we? We did. Fuck, I love that gig. Yeah, it's a good gig. I we really look Tassie. forward to it. Yeah, yeah I do it's too. It's beautiful. I think so it's great. fantastic. And now, people, uh, um, people that don't know all around the world, there's a beautiful city in Tasmania, right, little island right down the bottom of Australia, called Launceston. It's right up the top of Tassie, and we fly there from Melbourne and then drive out to a little town called Mole Creek where they have this awesome festival and we've done it a couple of years running now and just had Mm. the best time every time we go away. Yeah, we do. It's fun because we stay at the old pub and, you know, and it's fun because we get to just eat from the food trucks and drink our tits off and put on a show for the people that love it. It's camper vans, isn't it? So it's like – Camper vans for as far as I can see, and then you know this town is there's not not a lot to it. There's like a post office and a pub and a couple of shops on a you know on a crossroads, and that's it. Yeah, absolutely. So they the have good bands news is, all day. Oh, they oh that's right. There were bands all day from about midday or something. They had duos and stuff. This and, year it started uh, raining though, didn't it? Okay. Started raining when we came on, but yes. that didn't stop the punters. It was no. bloody. It was awesome. They were dancing, singing. Yeah, I, that situation. 
is something most bands wouldn't go through and we handled it really well where the power just goes out for six times, you know. It wasn't just once. <laughs> it was six times and I remember Timor going, Jesus, I was about to give up and I just went, no, nah, you just got to keep going, you know. But I thought about it. The guy put a fold back on the catwalk and I don't know why he did that because we don't need fold back on a fucking catwalk and I think that got wet and then it fucking surged the power. Yeah, absolutely. Because we we sort of use the catwalk and not a lot of the bands do but, we, yeah. you know, if we can if we can sort of walk on it, we're going to, um, including your balls. So, um yeah, we're, we're sort of walking out in the catwalk and I think old mate thought he was helping by chucking a fold back out there so we could hear ourselves. But we yeah. really we really sort of didn't need it. And with the rain, yeah, obviously oh, it shorted course, things out. The rain, yeah, it wasn't covered, you know. Yeah. And I did yeah. think at the time, oh, should he be doing that? Like it's nice in theory but if it gets wet, it's just going to cut the power out. But I don't know whether that was it. But I can't, I can't understand why all the other bands didn't have that problem. I mean, it did start raiding with us, but I think they took the fold back in eventually. But, but some it was bloody a great funny show. things happened. Yeah, it was a great show, and I think like that's part of the vibe because like if you were to you know get all funny about it and you're like you know oh angry about it and storm yeah. off stage, we, we didn't do that. We kept dancing and we're just interacting with the crowd until everything started happening again. And we just got along with the show. But bloody, we saw some bloody funny things. It was a bloke that sort of there's a little creek that sort of runs through. Yes. The crowd, and there's like punters on either side, and the, I'm I'm sort of watching Sammy as she's singing, and I can see this guy on the other side of the creek, just sort of topple forward like Homer Simpson, and um, he's so spastic drunk, and just sort of slid down the bank head first, but his head went down into the creek, and the rest of the body's just sort of pointing up. On the muddy bank, and no one fucking noticed. So I, I'm like going, oh, quick, quick, and then like all these people had to sort of jump over the the barrier to to save him. But yeah, it was just a bloody mad night. It was a lot of fun. They really look after us, and a um, lot of piss is drunk. Yeah, they drink a lot of piss. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun though, you know? and we can't wait to go back. Yeah, so we are going back on the 28th of July. We can safely say it now, and it's at. The Princess Theatre in Launceston, which is in Brisbane Street, I think. It's a theatre show, guys, and we are going to do our theatre show and you can get early bird tickets as of tomorrow, I think, Friday, and they'll be on sale on Tuesday as well. So everyone can get their early bird tickets, which is $10 off, especially for our Launceston people. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's not going to be like Mole Creek where you're standing in the desert or whatever you're doing, but it's going to be 80s. You know, people that haven't seen the, the theatre show don't understand the energy behind it, but it's a lot better than what you saw at Mole Creek, put it that way, you know. Yeah, totally. Like we're completely adaptable with what we do. You know, we do a you know the certain vibe for outdoor gigs like that and, you know, the – Theatre shows is completely different. So for the Mole, Mole Creek crew, come along and check out the full stage show because it's awesome, guys. You'll love it. Absolutely. That would be awesome. Now on other we'll, – we'll get back to Mole Creek if we think of things 
I mean, everything was pretty straightforward with Mole Creek. It was amazing. Gets better every we, year. We hung out with Senator Jackie Lambie at the at the, at the airport. airport. That was pretty cool. That was funny because I thought you were joking because you said to me, Jackie Lambie, Jackie Lambie, and you looked and I thought, oh, he's got to be joking because we were going back to Melbourne and usually we miss her at Mole Creek because she turns up. And then when I turned around, I went, shit, it is Jackie. So then I went, Jackie, and called her over hoping we could get a, a shot and she was amazing. She was great and I thought you would have loved that because you're from Tassie. Yeah, I am. I mean, I left very young. I left at four. But <laughs> yeah. um, I am Taswegian, I guess that's what they call it. So, but yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful country, beautiful like state. It is gorgeous. I couldn't but believe when, how how hot Jackie was, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, she looked great. She's she really looking fantastic. good. Yeah, yeah, she did. She did. We were. I was surprised it was her. I was like, oh my god, you're very glamorous. Uh, and she was going to Alice Springs, remember? And she, she's just really lovely. We, yeah, and we love course, her. It was sort of we, – we know how to talk to the Queen, don't we? You know what I mean? We can talk to anyone. We can hang out with the bikies and then walk around the corner, hang out with the Queen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, she's the same though. She'd hang out with anyone as well, I reckon. She'd, been, yeah, she'd be totally. full on. Yeah, yeah. Then we hung out with Killer Queen. Killer Queen were after us and they were the headliner. They were amazing, really cool guys, really good tribute act. In saying that – I'm going to say it in a way where not just really good live as a band, I think they're the best Queen band in Australia, if not the world. I think they're amazing. But just really grounded guys. They're not caught up in their fucking shit wigs and all that stuff and they're really smart and lovely and it's all about the the show, you know, which we don't meet many of those acts where we no. enjoy their company. That's right. It was it was funny because it was co- quite a contrast on the day because there there was sort of a couple of bands that were just like I don't know, bit you know, bloody bit bit wanky and they were like sitting backstage and drinking the other band's riders all oh, fucking day, which you exactly. don't do. And yeah. um yeah, and they just uh, you know, the the acts themselves weren't really up to scratch either, you know? No. No. They weren't. But, one but of bloody, them wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But bloody Queen were fantastic. Lovely guys and the act itself was was spot on. So we might even get old mate on the show, huh? Yeah, we will. We will. We'll have to do some special where we get John Blunt on the show. Um, but really supportive guys and he was the one at the airport that spoke to us about our show and everything and – couldn't believe how good it was. And then he said, oh, you need to do Cindy Lauper. You're just insane. You just got to do Cindy Lauper. And I said, oh, well, we've been talking about that, putting on like a 40th anniversary for Cindy's album, which is this year. And not coming out as Cindy, but just doing the album and, and the experience of hearing the whole album as well as some 80s hits. So we're toying with that as well. Fantastic. That'd be great. That'd um that'd really pull a crowd too, I reckon, because everyone loves Cindy. Yeah, well no one can really sing her. She's very high. Yeah. Very high singer and I love it up there. I'm I think she's amazing. So the other thing that happened this week was what? 
Well, uh, we might have mentioned it on the show the other week, but little Leo had his christening. Ah, yeah. Little yes. Leo was uh, christened Greek Orthodox. We um, we all sort of went to the church. There were, uh, you know, family members there, heaps of family, heaps of friends from all different walks of life and various bands over the years that I've been in. And um, it was just really beautiful having everyone together. It was a lovely warm weekend. Um, Mika and I were suited up and, uh, you know, just, uh, enjoying having all our family and friends together in the one place, in, in the one place. And then we went off to the reception, which was in beautiful Williamstown, looking over the bay here in Melbourne. And about an hour in, Mika and I went and got changed into our tuxedos and we put on our little uh, lapel flowers and we came up and we exchanged vows to the surprise of Unbelievable. everyone there. So finally and after 12 years. everyone thought I knew. I know. Everyone yeah. thought I knew. And I was like, mate, I didn't know anything. That was amazing. <laughs> Such a great night. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. And it was, it, look, it was, it was perfect because like the people that would have taken the time out to come to Leo's christening – and not made excuses about it, you know what I mean? Because I know it's not, I know it's not the most, you know, the sexiest thing to do to go to a baby's christening. But Leo means the world to us, and mm. Mika and I aren't overly comfortable with having all the attention drawn to us. You know what I mean? And it, okay. it just sort of he he, uh, you're not convinced, okay? <laughs> Like we didn't want to sort of organise like a separate event, you know what I mean? Well, that's right. So, so um, it was either go to the registry and have no one there or while everyone's there celebrating Leo's thing, we we do it there, you know, like we celebrate it there. So um, that's what we did. Yeah. And it was gorgeous because everyone, oh, your mum knew and stuff like that and your family, well, I guess some of your family, but... I just fucking I was really smashed when this this came about as well because it doesn't take me long anymore because <laughs> the food was incredible the food was amazing but everyone was just hoeing into the food and then I'm going I'll have a f- couple of champers but it sort of went to my head and then I had something to eat and then when you announced it I was like am I hearing things what's going on <laughs> Maddie knew straight away though it was great fun. Yeah, when we when we came out of the lift in our tuxedos, everyone kind of knew they would. Do you know what? I just thought you were doing a fucking costume change. Yeah, right. I was just like, oh, costume change. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Maddie twigged. But I might have been just a little bit drunk, where I was like, really holding my tongue to not scream out shit because I really wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was really well behaved. We um. Look, it was sort of I don't know for for a for a christening it was really over the top, but for for a wedding it was fairly understated. I thought, yeah, perfect, um, perfect. Yeah, and we just was just sort of no fuss. We didn't fucking piss all our money up against the wall. I'm a sort of I'm a wedding celebrant, and one thing that really breaks my heart is watching couples waste all their money. Spending exactly. fucking two hundred and fifty bucks a head or upwards on like these lavish, lavish, lavish ceremonies, and then like they're in debt. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Mm. Spend that money on 
like an amazing honeymoon or maybe even a house deposit or, I don't know, bloody snort it all up your nose. I don't know, but just don't, don't, oh, like don't waste all that money on a massive reception. But it got us thinking sort of, you know, what we used to do in the 80s and how weddings are a lot the same. A lot of sort of held on and a lot of trends have come back actually, but also how things are really different. So we're going to sort of look tonight at wedding trends of the 80s and just play a bit of music and have a chat and see how we go. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be great. Now in saying that, I've sung in weddings since I was 18 and I feel exactly the same way. I would not spend 50 grand on a wedding. And you've got to remember I did Jewish functions. So you're looking at $110 15 years ago at Crown for bloody horse to derbies, not just the menu. <laughs> you haven't even started eating, right? And it's like I used to see the money and go, you could feed a third world country with this stuff, you know. So I'm not big on them as well, but I thought it was fantastic because you did, it was really, it was just lovely because we all felt so special because we didn't know what we were doing, you know. Look, we had a hell of a lot of friends sort of dropping out at the last minute. We, we, look, we are completely fine with, we get it. But we sort of like got a lot of messages on the day, which was like, you know, oh, I'm hungover. I fuck, I've had a big night. I'm not going to come today. Oh, like no. an like an hour before sort of Leo's thing, mm. and we knew that would happen to a certain extent for a christening. You know yeah, what sure. I mean? Sure. But I guess the point is, if that if people are prepared to put time aside to come to Leo's christening, they are the same people that we would want at our wedding. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, 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 totally. So a couple of the more hopeless friends fucking missed out and now they're they're kind of like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. And we're like, hey, it's your loss. Like it was a great night, you know. It was was, um, was. – we we loved it. I can't remember getting home. It was fucking fantastic. And um, yeah, I I was I went through periods where I was a little bit tipsy, and then I got normal again. And but yeah, let's play some music. Yeah, let's I was thinking do it. we could start with this banger. Here we go. Bill 
Billy Idol White Wedding. Fantastic. Your old mate uh, Perry Lister in the film clip, huh? Oh, so good. So yeah, good. Fantastic. Dancing around the kitchen with the toaster. I love that love song. It. Now, you know what I love about this episode? We've actually talked about weddings a couple of times um, in the 80s montage over the years. And so it sort of takes us back to a few other episodes. We looked at celebrity weddings of the 80s and we talked about the wedding singer like really early on. Um, yeah, we so, did. Yeah. Check them out, guys. It might be sort of episode one or two or something like that. We looked at Wedding Singer. So it takes you back, you know. There's a lot yeah. to check out. Um, we looked at shows know. that were 80s based that were out sort of in the last 20 years. And we looked at Stranger Things as well, that same That's episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't remember doing celebrity weddings at all though. Yeah, it talked about Madonna and bloody um, – Tommy Lee and Heather and oh wow, all of God, that. We've shit. done so many shows. We've done so a lot we, of shows. Yeah, so we're going to talk about things that people really don't do at weddings nowadays. Um, my first one is is confetti. We don't see confetti anymore Fuck because yeah. the cleaners got lazy. That's right. They got that sick was of a big bloody... thing getting a box of confetti. Yeah, it was nice. It was really beautiful and it looked great in photos because it sort of yeah, floats did. around and it was beautiful. They sort of like do – they do like organic fed, confetti these days or they do like rose petals or, you know, that kind of shit. But, um, oh, yeah, and I, rem- I clearly remember if it was rainy and you were throwing coloured confetti, the confetti would stain – the white dresses and shit, so you had to be careful. Right. Yeah, I think it was all down to the cleaners not wanting to clean it up. Yeah. Because my parents have confetti in their photographs, their wedding photographs, and it looks amazing because it's in the air and the photographers would catch it in the air. And then I remember there being a rule outside the church, no confetti throwing, and you were like, why? That's such a beautiful thing to do, but then – People just didn't want it. Clean it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't very well have a wedding and then have a funeral straight after and have fucking. Yeah. Well, that's exactly you know, right. Confetti yeah. everywhere when you know the cast. Yeah, we're not being celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Exactly we went right. to a wedding. We went to a um a christening a couple of weeks ago, and it was like such a joyous event. And then straight after us, and they literally had like a 10, 15-minute turnover between ceremonies. Yep. There was there was a um a funeral straight after. Yeah, yeah. And it was yep. like completely different vibes. Like we're sort of bouncing out of there. Um it was like a rally's Greek wedding, um, Greek christening. So there were like heaps of people there. And then, mm. yeah, the poor poor mourners are coming in after us and yeah, very different vibe. But, um, well, that's another yeah. thing that we're not doing is the church wedding as much. Exactly right. Church weddings were huge in the 80s, even if you weren't particularly religious. religious. Yeah, yeah. And I can tell you as a celebrant, it used to be it used to be two-thirds in the 80s, it used to be t- the actual statistics are two-thirds church weddings and then you'd have the other third would be like elopements and registry weddings because yep. sort of um, weddings generally sort of rose up a lot like I guess from 
um, the war years when people used to sort of just go to the registry. So many people used to go to the registry. You know, that's mm. ju- that's just what you sort of did. And because um, nobody had any money. But when people could start to afford things, they'd go to church, they'd like have a bit of a reception and it started getting really huge during the 80s. So um yeah. yeah even if you weren't even if you weren't religious you'd be sort of rocking up to church and um, all the groomsmen would have to be behaving themselves and everybody would be on their best behaviour and, and and that kind of thing but it's around the other way these days like most people are uh, going with a celebrant and doing it sort of off-site or even out, outside and uh, church weddings are down to like a third now. Wow. Yeah. 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 Interesting, isn't it? Mm. Well, it's yeah. a lot easier to get someone to come to you, even to your house or to a, a venue like you had the other night and, and do that. And and it's not as long. Like weddings used to be so long. It was like, fuck, when is this going to finish, you know? Yeah, And I that's think right. that was the one thing they fucked up with is they just took too long to get married. But like you say, you finish your wedding and then another person's getting married. It was like a chain of fucking weddings, you know? Yeah, yeah, So absolutely. I think they fucked it being greedy as well because – like everything, if you get greedy with churning people through, people get over it because it's not their special day anymore really. It's like, oh, here comes the second bride for the day, you know? Yeah, yeah, the that's groom, right. whatever. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, now one another thing like from the 80s that's really unique is the dresses. 80s wedding yeah. dresses are fucking hilarious generally. And like mm. you see, you really see – what a massive, massive impact Princess Di and yes. Prince Charles' wedding had on wedding trends because everybody yeah. was tr- fucking trying to copy them for the, the sort of first five years of the 80s. It was incredible. All the big mm. sleeves and, you know, like all the all the satin and like gowns and trains and, ch- uh, you know, brides wearing tiaras and big veils as well, you know, like – People weren't sort of doing that in, in decades previously necessarily, but it really boomed like after Princess Di's wedding. Yeah, well, it went with the fashion of the day. It wasn't – it was about what was big in fashion in the 80s that wasn't really in fashion earlier before that, you know. Mm, so yeah. the puffy sleeves and the and the huge shoulder pads and stuff like that were huge in the 80s and they just transformed that to, you know, a a wedding dress. But the thing was I remember the talk of who was doing the wedding dress, who was the designer. Was it Vivian Westwood? Was it whoever? And that was a big thing. Wedding dress designers, um, you know, were were huge in those years and they were fighting over doing these weddings, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And look, another thing that's come back as well is bridesmaids, like having a big bridal party and having your bridesmaids all in um, sort of <laughs> gorgeous dresses as well. Um, bit like larger, this is something that's being done this decade as well. They're, they're actually bringing back bigger bridal parties because that got sort of phased back and that all got yeah. sort of paired back in in uh, recent decades. But it's starting to come back again because I think it's sort yeah, of right. pe- people are coming out of, um, you know, 
coming out of COVID, people that were planning on getting married had more time to plan, they had more time to save and they had more money to spend and I guess they kind of were putting more value in the moment and they were, that, that's why weddings are becoming a lot bigger at the moment and um, they're getting their friends in board, on board and getting them involved and everything because they, they're trying they, – people can really see the value in the moment and yeah. um, they're making it bigger, you know what I mean? So all the friends are getting involved and um, it's really becoming like the sort of excesses of the 80s where the economy was great and everybody was just like spending and going crazy. It was like, you know, the, the, it's meant to be the biggest event of your life, your wedding. So, um, yeah, 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 it's yeah. really funny how it's similar. Yeah, I haven't seen that, I must say. Yeah. I um I I thought they were just really cutting down on all that stuff cuz isn't it the fact that if you get asked to be a bridesmaid and a groomsman you've got to pay for the outfit and stuff does that still happen? Or did yeah. the bride and groom it, it yeah depending on yeah depending on sort of cultural backgrounds and that kind of thing yeah. cuz I mean essentially though you know those people are going to get to wear that dress or wear that suit for the rest of their life. So it does make sense that they would maybe as a wedding present that they cover that cost, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, then again, if they are sort of paying for it, they should sort of get to choose what they wear. So um, Yeah, well, Maddie was um, um, a groomsman and he hated his suit. He had no Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. That's and that's right. the other thing is that you just – Go, oh God, that was 500 bucks, you know, for a suit. Yeah, fuck, but, he was um, lucky. He was lucky if it was only fucking 500 bucks. Yeah, I know. It was definitely um, budget. And that's the thing. But I think weddings are becoming a lot more private and a lot of them are at the house and, and stuff like that. But the one thing you don't see in the production of a wedding anymore, which is dry ice, that was fucking oh, huge. Oh, fuck. It was, yeah, dry absolutely. Ice. You know? I wanted to have a little bit of dry ice the other night, but Mika was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, right. I you wanted to have a little bit. Just mm. a bit, you know. Just a bit because it's all theatre, you know, really. Yeah. So, but no, I yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. That no, that's right. Oh, I can hear Bubba in the background. Oh, can you? He's yeah. um. We've just said goodbye to my mum. She's um, she's we dropped her back at the airport tonight. She stayed with us for the last month and helped us out while we transitioned back into work. And uh, she stayed for the christening, and now she's out of here. But um, yeah. yeah, so it's going to be a little bit different. We'll be able to walk through the house in the nude. So don't come around. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, bloody message first. Yeah. All right. Yeah, absolutely, God. <laughs> well, let's play another track. Awesome. Uh, this one is a ripper. It's uh, one that you've picked on your list and it's uh, – I'm just thinking what will I play first. I reckon this one because your brother was very funny during this situation.
This was awesome. really beautiful the other night, I thought. Yes. This was part of my brother's, um, you know, it's great to be able to play it tonight as well because it came out in 1989 and it's sort of uh, for The Cure. This is one of their, you know, later tracks, They, you know, for any Cure fans. Normally Cure fans are into their earlier stuff, um, their darker stuff, but um, part, obviously my brother, it was a big surprise for him. I really put him on the spot by saying... We're going to do speeches very soon. Do you mind coming up and uh, speaking on behalf of our family? Knowing that he's very good at speeches. This is my eldest brother, Brett. Um, One thing that we've got in common, we don't have a lot in common. Brett and I, Brett's the eldest, I'm the youngest. We look the most alike out of my brothers. But Mm -hmm. kind of what's happening upstairs is very, very different. Like we could not be more different. But one Mm. thing we have in common is we love the cure, you know, and ah. it's really, really great. Like we sort of meet where we meet in the middle is through music and I love that. Mm. And um, I love that Brett sort of acknowledged that in his speech. He sort of spoke about us very briefly and then he just sort of recited the <laughs> the the lyrics to Love Song and, um, the you know, the first thing he said in the chorus is, however far away I will always love you, however long I stay I will always love you. And I, I just started choking up straight away because I've been the member of the family that sort of left the rest of my family to find my fame and fortune and I've sure. always lived away and separate. Mm. And, um, and Brett also left home when I was three years old and we've been – like ships in the night and we've yeah. just sort of formed a relationship over that time um, in, in, throughout sort of very short visits, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's really sort of special the relationship that we've had. He's sort of more like a father to me and the and a father to my other brothers as well. Mm. Um, and he, he got – I got so emotional, he got so emotional that he sort of – um, lost track of where he was, but it was just, <laughs> it was just so beautiful that he picked that out, and and um, yeah, he, he probably won't know that that's that that it was so special to me. It was it was the only time that I I shed a tear. I had to stop myself a few times during the vows and stuff, but yeah, this this really got me. I love this song, and this is from Dis, um, Disintegration as well, which is my favorite. Cure album. Um, it's got pictures of you and Fascination Street on it as well. And um, yeah. Brett, Brett probably doesn't know that, but yeah, there you go. It was, mate, you, Brett, if you're listening, you hit the nail on the head. It was fucking great. Yeah, well, Maddie's been it. going around the house reciting that speech all week. Brett's speech. Yeah. Oh, oh well, Beautiful. whatever happens. Yeah. Oh, no, not whatever happens. <laughs> like he's done the whole <laughs> recital. So we've been, yeah, Maddie's going around doing the whole Brett's speech around the house. It's been hilarious. <laughs> now this song's interesting. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I was like, because I was a bit pissed. I, I don't know. I don't know where I was. Everyone so, was by this stage, yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of champagne there, babe. And the thing is with champagne, I've discovered it doesn't make me sick. Like JD and Coke. JD and Coke's not suiting me. So I was really good <laughs> on the way home and and in the morning. This song was also re or covered by Adele. Very completely different to the cure. And I sang this at a wedding, this actual song. And oh, I'm like, wow. God, this is a pretty song. This is just a beautiful song. 
God, it's such a good song for Adele. And then I looked into it and went, hang on, it's the fucking cure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, awesome. That's great. Um, yeah, so that was really beautiful. And how did Leo go with the night? Was he up most of the night or? He, he was up most of the night. Look, it kind of like, <laughs> you know, but he, he got fucking passed around like a fucking joint. I don't know. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he was just like bang, bang, bang. I was like watching it at one stage because um, I, I always am very conscious where he is in the room and um, I was just watching it, just watching it sort of being passed from chick to chick to chick to chick and all, you know, they've all got their claim over him because it was his, look, it was his day at the end of the day. We just fucking hijacked it, you know, yeah. but, you yeah. know, sorry, sorry about that, son. It just, you, you know, you'll forgive us in years. <laughs> well, he you'll was at your wedding. That was the greatest you, thing ever. Yeah, you won't remember. You won't remember. No, he won't and remember. You're too small to do anything about it now, so. Yeah, that's right. But um, look, really, we we were really mindful in the planning and even the celebration of it. It was Leo's day, and we we just exchanged vows at Leo's day. It was all about mm. him. Um, mm. so yeah, he got sort of he got a bit tired and stuff. But um, there's something really soothing about babies. There's something really grounding about babies, and I've mm. you know. Family events a little bit tough at the moment. We've had some big sort of family losses over the last couple of years and, um, you know, a few family illnesses and so forth and there's just something about babies that uh, grounds all of that, you know what I mean? Like you've got to be very present with babies and um, I just found Leo a real – um, healing element with the people that were having a bit of a struggle being at a bit of a formal family event and um, probably wishing they were elsewhere and, um, you know, they were looking after him and really finding their solace in just connecting with him. So it was really nice. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was good. Absolutely. Mm. No, it's, it's uh, incredible when there's a new baby in town, you know. Yeah. It's all very yeah. exciting and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, let's play another track. Um, I wanted to play a commercial for Tasmania actually because we're going Fuck yeah, again. let's do it. And I found this commercial and I do remember it as a kid because I think Tasmania did a commercial to kickstart people going over there and it, and it goes like this. It's very 80s. G'day, I'm the Tasmanian Devil. I'd like to introduce you to the top spot in Australia, Tassie, the top spot for getting away from it all, for true relaxation or sightseeing, top spot for history, top spot for food, simple fare or succulent seafood. Go on, indulge yourself, top spot for fun and nightlife too. How's this for a rage? Tasmania, the top spot for value. Tempted? Give yourself a break. Tasmania, be tempted. Tasmania what the fuck be was that ad selling? That's an ad about Tasmania and going there for holidays. Tasmania be tempted. I've put it on our Facebook for our new gig we're doing on the 28th of July and people are loving it. So it, it was big in the 80s. It was funny, isn't it, because be, because it, it – um, I think Queensland went through a really big tourism boom at the same yeah, time they that did. Tassie did. 
It was oh. sort of like to, like Queensland was seen as like a you know a bit regional, and if you weren't in if you weren't in Melbourne, if you weren't in Sydney. Everywhere else in Australia was regional in the 80s, you know what I mean? It's a bit more spread out these days. But um, mm. I remember the Tassie tourism ads. It was like, you know, come down to the Apple Isle and check it out. And I was fascinated as a kid. Yeah, 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 I was too. Not, I was born there but I still was fascinated why they would have an ad about it because no one really went there, to be honest with you, unless you worked. You know, yeah, that's at least right. with yeah. Queensland, it was hip to go to surface and and go that far, uh, but it was just something. I don't know. I think the Tasmanian government put out a thing, and now everyone wants to go there. It's incredible, you know. And I, I think like during the eighties, to go on holidays meant like a tropical holiday. You know what I mean? Like yeah, so that's people right. would. People would go to the Gold Coast or, you know, they'd go to the beach and fucking do their thing if they lived in the city. But you didn't necessarily necessarily go to Tassie or other parts of Australia if they didn't have anything tropical to offer. Like you wouldn't go mm. just to check it out and like see what it had to offer, you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. these days it's a bit more, yeah, you just go and see what's unique, like what that area has. And um, oh, I love Tassie. I, I have a great time every time I go. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, now that I'm older, I love it. But when I was younger, I didn't want a bar of it, you know, <laughs> because it was like, what do you do here, you know? And we came yeah. back to Melbourne when I was four mm. and that was – you feel the difference. But when you're older, you just want to be part of nature. Like nature's become very cool, you know, and – and going out with your bare feet in, on the mountains and stuff like that. Timor loves it. He thinks it's great. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. So what are you, you reckon I, about? Tell you what, a few single girls wanted to root Timor the other night. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah. 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 Well. No. That. Mm, don't know. Maybe it's I didn't the maybe it. it's the bald head. I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, he had very, his hat on, didn't he? Everyone was asking, no, like, oh, who's the who's the ball one? Because you know what? I have had three skin-balled bass players in, in, in bands that I've done in, in the past 20 years. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Not that Timor's always been ball like that. No, he hasn't. Uh, yeah, no. <sighs> I don't know. I had like Timor, Raisin Toast and and Luke. And Luke was there the other night and I didn't get to fucking. Yeah, I saw Lukey. Yeah. yeah. Luke's a real sweetheart. He's a fucking amazing bass player. Yeah. Yeah. Saw him. Uh, we had a chat. Maddie had a chat to him. But, yeah, no, it was awesome. Yeah, look, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know if I look at the bald head. But, yeah, it's, it's, it used to be big in the 80s. I did it really. I mean, I wouldn't call Raisin Toast a fucking bass player either. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a bit fucking woo. He was out there, that guy, mate. We saw him as a fucking extra in some pommy show, and we pissed ourselves laughing. That's right. He was just—he was just a being, you know. Like, yeah, you couldn't really. You couldn't really say that he was good at any one thing. He was just sort of fucking out, out there, you know. Out there. Out there for sure. So what do you reckon, um, going back onto the topic of weddings, wedding cars, are they in anymore? 
That was something oh. you booked. It's weird, isn't it? Because like these days you would get like a Hummer maybe. Um, yeah, right. In the 80s you, you know, maybe if the budget extended you would get like a limo, like a, a stretch limo, like something like that. Um, there has been sort of, you know, diff- if somebody had like a hotted up car, the bride might go. I don't even go. think limos were big in the 80s. I think it was more your old FJ Holdens and yeah. your classic cars that people really went for. Yeah, that's right. And then um, they were expensive, man. Like they were super expensive. I think it's a little bit cheaper now to get wedding cars. Yeah, but that's right. People usually drive themselves home now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the sort of wedding car thing is like one of those areas where it's very different to how it used to be. Yeah, as you say, like the classic car thing was really big in the 80s. Like they'd turn up in a, you know, some some beautiful old vintage car. That was a big yeah. tradition, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, babe. I'll tell you what we don't do at the wedding anymore and that's this. The chicken dance. <laughs> Everybody, just do what I do. Hit it. Well, Leo, how dare you sit off the chicken dance? There is nothing more insulting to a bride. The fucking Fucking chicken chicken dance. dance, mate. Fucking. I hated that as a kid. Yeah, what, daggy? Daggy shit. I don't like doing group things and thank God it's over with, you know? See, that formation dancing thing at events came out of disco, you know, like people doing formation dancing on the dance floor and everything. That sort of yeah, to get that, everyone broken in, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So you had like, fuck it, you know, people doing the nutbush dance, the chicken dance, yeah, all of that kind of fucking shit. But yeah, you know, it is daggy. But look, look, I and the macarena what, came in and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, that kind Ugh. of shit. You know, um, one thing I think is actually really special at weddings is that you have people from like a really broad range of ages and yeah because it's all about the reception and what you do and the and the band and the music and everything you get like a lot of intergenerational dancing where you'll have like the little kids dancing with the nanas and you'll have like you know the older uncles kind of dancing with the young hot friends and my all of that shit and I actually think it's really beautiful I love that I love that about weddings yeah. Yeah, and I think the wedding singer being the 80s thing as well where they looked back at the 80s really glorified all that stuff. Like it was perfectly sorted out where you did see that kind of stuff, you know, with totally, the old man totally. dancing with the young kid and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that's and, right. And the and band was, was such a big element of it, wasn't it? Like that's the, right, the, the, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I actually had a venue ring me, oh, a client rang me during the week for us to do their wedding and I said, yeah, no worries, I'll ring the venue on Monday and just get some info on the load-in. Don't fucking have bands at the venue. Just like oh that. Oh, my God. Serious. And I was like, what? You don't have bands at the venue? It was somewhere near the World Trade Centre. 
I think it's oh, Sal. It's okay. the wharf, wharf something. And uh, she was telling me, I oh, know we can't have bands. And this poor woman's already signed a contract. So they've made her sign the contract and probably lied to her and said, you can have a band. And then they've turned around to me and gone, no, you can't have a band. So they weren't even answering their phone for a while. So I just rang up like I had a thousand people wedding and I needed to see if I could get booked in. And that soon made them answer the fucking phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's like you don't have bands. What's wrong with you? It's fucking Your venue ridiculous. is shit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think totally. that's going to happen. But I, I haven't heard of that God ever. I don't it's think. It's so strange. We had, we had, um, we had a live muso for the first half of the night. Yeah. Um, be- beautiful girl called Michaela Jade, who we met um, just not long ago, and um, and then we had a DJ for the rest of the night. But, yes. Um, in the eighties, you had your band, but you also had your bridal dance where you would go to Arthur Murray's dance school for eight weeks and learn. The both of you would learn how to do a cha cha or whatever you were going to do on your wedding. That doesn't happen anymore either. Like, do you know big I, money in that? One of my very first jobs was to train couples how to dance at their wedding. Wow. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So they would just show me like Latin American dancing and a bit of ballroom and a couple of things and then they used to charge these people through the fucking nose. Absolutely. And I was like 18 or 19 showing them something that I've just fucking learnt the week before. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, they'd, they'd make you do it. Didn't matter how bad you were. The bridal couples wouldn't know. Yeah. All right. So um, we were just talking about – I can't even remember. Can't even remember. You know one thing I wanted to bring up though? Yeah. Cummerbunds. Cummerbunds. Men used to wear those like like a sash around their waist that yeah. you would Velcro in the back. That was massive in the 80s. Yes. Absolutely. We don't do it anymore. It hold, holds your guts in a little bit, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, it was, an, <laughs> it was a 70s and 80s thing, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. You know, you couldn't even go anywhere without that around your waist. You know how Harry Styles has sort of brought the high-waisted pants back in? Yeah. I've, no, yeah. I've noticed a few... Come a buns coming back in as well because it's sort of something that you would wear with the higher pants, with the pleats, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, let's hope he can bring those pants in. Been much <laughs> yeah. easier, wouldn't it? But I I actually um I liked when the pants started going down because they're very seventies, the high waisted pants. In the eighties yeah, we sort right. of went down a little bit to the waist. But, yeah, no, I mean, God, he's been all over the shop in Australia at the moment, hasn't he? Yeah, and uh, Ed Sheeran as well. Ah. Superstars. Filling up the stadiums. Should we play some more music? Yeah, I will just find a track. I wanted to play this one because this one's really camp and I think it's a good one by Elton John about weddings or kissing the bride. She looked at Peach in the dress she made When she was still a mama's little girl 
Track. I like that track. Yeah, pumps. Good old Elton John. Good old Elton John didn't want to kiss a bride though. At the end of the day, he did. He, he wanted tried to kiss it. her. He wanted to kiss her. Congratulations, and that's all. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's right. You with me? He that's did it. absolutely. So what else? Yeah. Oh, the other thing I've noticed on wedding cakes, we don't see. The bride or the groom or the groom and the groom or whatever you're having on your uh, wedding cake yes. anymore. That yeah, was the that funny was big, shit in it? the wedding singer when <laughs> remember they did white wedding and they panned into the cake ornaments and you know he was like the groom had lost its head or something. I can't remember what happened, but yeah, that kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. And the thirteen tier cakes that used to be yes, at the wedding exactly right with the fucking cake waterfalls was such a and big shit. Guy. Oh, it was such a big deal. My, I remember um, one of my brothers when he got married in the 80s had a croquembouche cake, remember? So you know like the French desserts, croquembouche, and it's oh, like yeah, a yeah, pastry yeah, yeah. Yeah. Full, full, full with cream with fucking icing and shit on it. They would have one of those like a big tall fucking thing with flowers in it and everything. And um, my brother had one of those. It was the most lavish fucking wedding. And uh, this is the Dunny Rooter. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, when they bought it out, it collapsed. Did you see the photos of the Dunny Rooter from, from, that I sent you? So I oh, sent look, you. Um, yes, I did. I did. Yeah. Can you believe did how I fucking hot he was? Did I give him his nickname? Yeah, yeah. you did. Because he was telling and me I that at mum, the wedding. Yeah, right. Yeah. Why did I call him I the Dunny Rooter? Because he's a horny bastard and he was like cracking on to all the chicks at the Odeon and you said, oh. yeah, I know, your type, you're a bloody dunny rooter. Oh. <laughs> he said to me the other night that I called him that and I was like, yeah, that sounds like me. But why would <laughs> I have said that about you? Because yeah. I'm really bad at telling your brothers apart. I don't know. I think he might have sleezed on to you and you were like, nah, fucking you. <laughs> I, you know, I know your type. You're a dunny reader, you know. But I think I, mum, I, I said said to mum, you know, Sammy knows, Sammy knows Grey quite well, and she calls him the dunny reader. And mum was all confused, like you know, the dunny, the dunny reader. Why? And I said, oh, you know, because Grey's like horny. I said, Grey's horny, you know, and I, I guess you can't wait. You've got to do it in the dunny. And she was like, oh, has he actually done that? And I said, oh, I don't know, Mum. No, it's just sort of oversexed, you know? really. The, I mean, it used to happen yeah, in the 80s a lot. exactly. It used to happen in the 80s that's a lot. Right. And I know the nightclub in Melbourne that started, the doors went to the bottom so you couldn't tell what was going on behind them. Like doors oh, used to go right. up above the floor a bit, you know. And then I think right. it was Nick Russian, this guy that used to own Eve. He owned Eve and he used to 
He was an old model, still modelling sort of. And uh, he, when he built Eve, he built the the dunny, the, the doors down to the ground so you couldn't see if you were shagging someone. Because yeah. they'd pull you out midstream. That's right. They'd pull you out. You'd be getting pulled off and they'd pull you out. That's right. But, um, yeah, yeah, that would have been all the footy players at Eve getting, um, you know, in, in, oh, in the dunnies. Unreal. But, um, have can, look, we've gotten to that point of the night. Have you ever had a root in a, in a dunny? No, I really haven't. That's good. That's good. No, that's Not actually that I can a good – I don't find no, it very hygienic. It's not, no. I don't no. think hygiene is sort of what they're aiming for. You know what I mean? It's just no. sort of like, oh, I can't really be buggered taking you home. Let's just go for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Look, I've, I've, yeah, I've done a few places but not the Dunny. Not, hey, not into that. Um, Last thing I reckon really big with 80s weddings, really huge and it's still huge, is wedding videos. It wasn't yes. really big before the 80s. It became massive in the 80s. That's, no one could afford it. Well, it was a big industry, you know, like it huge was a big. Industry. Yeah, people would spend a lot of money getting an 80s video and that, it was sort of documentary style, like fairly rough and ready and, you know, you look back and the, the videos are really grainy and they'd, they'd have re- really sort of basic, um, you know, basic writing on the screen and, you know, yeah, Brett and Michelle's wedding and, you know, stuff like that sort of written up and fucking wedding videos these days, it's really, really gone for it. They're like films, you know, like with yeah. drones and Yeah, fucking, they are, they you, are. Yeah, scripted well, bits and yeah. In in the eighties and the seventies, to be a videographer, to afford a video, to actually go out on the job, and it could have been twenty thousand dollars to buy one of those things. So there was only a certain amount of people that did it. Yeah, and for photographers was easy because you could get a camera or whatever and you could see your money coming back. But until they really tested the waters with video, they weren't sure whether they'd get the money coming back. But as soon as everyone saw the money with the both of them put together, they started packaging the videos and the photography together. But yeah. to get a lot of those, like you've got to remember that nowadays a camera is just your iPhone but in the 80s, 70s and 80s to buy a camera was a thousand, thousands of dollars, you know. There wasn't that oh, many people yeah. doing it. So to afford that you would have to pay the photographer a lot more, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I had a really – it's a really big thing at the moment to have what they call unplugged weddings because, like, so many people pull their fucking phone out and they're recording um, in mm. the in the sort of – amongst the guests. They actually, like, fucking ruin all the sight lines for the videographer and, yeah, the, that's and right. the um, photographer. And so they'll do, you, you know – as a celebrant, I'll always say at the beginning if the couple wants it, we're having an unplugged wedding, turn your fucking phone off and put it away and just be in the moment and let the yeah. photographer and the videographer take care of all of that and you just exactly. enjoy it, you know. Anyway, a wedding that I did not long ago, the photographer was there and then we did the ceremony. It was so beautiful, so fucking perfect. 
all the crowd were laughing and enjoying themselves or crying and just, you know, thinking it was beautiful. We went over to do the signing and I just sort of popped my mic down and I turn around to the bride and she's got all tears in her eyes. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, we've just realised that the videographer just didn't turn up. So they've... Because they announced the unplugged, you know, because they wanted the unplugged wedding, no one's recorded it. Like there's been no fucking recording of it. And I just looked at them both and I said, look, your your memory is the greatest fucking video and memory of this moment. Like no no video is going to come close to what you remember. Just remember that, you know what I mean? Like hold on to... Hold on to every fucking memory. I'll make the announcement for people to start recording now just so that you've got the tail end of the ceremony but don't let it ruin your day. And I like I just know from this bride, she would have gone online and just torn that fucking videographer apart. So, um, yeah, yeah, like amazing what can happen, you know, tragic really. Yeah, look, it's... Oh, look, some of them are shit ass, you know. Some of them lose yeah. the fucking film after they've done it, you know. I I mean, I've worked with a wedding photographer or he was more than that, but he sometimes would forget to press record and then you'd go, <laughs> what the fuck do we do here, you know? <laughs> what are you going to say to them? So the thing is in reality though, you probably watch it three times and then you never fucking watch it again. I have ne- from my first wedding. I have never ever watched the the wedding video. Never ever watched it. I've got yep. it on. I've got it got it on a memory card. Um, I think we got like five minutes into it, and something came up, and we've never we've ne- we never ever watched it. I've still got it. I think I should burn it. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. right. Like it's uh, people don't really look back at them at all. No, They're actually quite totally. a waste of money. And and the thing right. is we do live in a video age where people aren't going to rely on their mind anymore. Yeah, they no, that's see true. see something to put it on TikTok and fucking whatever. And, but, yeah, do you want to do another track? We'll do one more I reckon. Yeah, what do you want me to play? Uh, Eurythmics. Oh, okay, here we go.
beautiful song. The, the miracle of love. It's beautiful. To, don't stick it in her ass or whatever oh, she says. Oh, yeah, know. exactly. Something like that. Yeah. I actually. You with me? What a fucking great band. Really underrated song when you look back at it. It's really beautifully produced and really soulful. But everything sort of, they did was great, Sammy. Yeah. Everything they did was great. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and it is a but, miracle. Love is a miracle at the end of the day. Yeah, that's right. Fucking you know? miracle if it lasts more than <laughs> fucking five years. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus No, this will be it for me. I'm not doing it again. This is yeah, it. Yeah, no, this yeah, that'll be it for you, absolutely. Yeah, you can feel that. Yeah. You can feel that. 100%. Your, next, yeah. your brother's going to Did you like our vows and shit? Yeah, I loved the vows. I did. Couldn't remember a fucking word of them, but I did like them. <laughs> and I just think I was a little bit on the brink because I was hanging out with um, Nick's wife, Effie, and she kept getting me drinks and we were fine, not out of control or anything, but just tipped over, you know, a little bit edgy. And I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was so really lovely, you know. But your sister-in-law thought I knew. She's screaming at me going, you knew, you knew. And I'm like, I didn't know anything. It's amazing that we Yeah, the blonde one. It was amazing we went away to Tasmania and you didn't even let out that you were getting married. I know, babe, it was a big secret. Jesus. Big secret. Unbelievable. The Dunny Rooter didn't know. None of them knew. Wow. Not even the witnesses knew, babe. Not even our witnesses knew. Not even wow. um, Sadie or Costa. They, they were just, oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. Big secret, Amazing. baby. So who did know? Your mum? Mum, mum, Mika's mum and dad. Yep. Um, one of our friends who was... Going back to LA, we were like, do you want to extend your flight? And he was like, why? And we were like, we're doing this. Um, who didn't eventually, wasn't um, able to make it. Um, and, yeah, oh, who else? One of my brothers because there were sort of circumstances there as well. But that oh, was yeah. it. Wow, great. That was it. Like lit- literally – Four people or something like that. Five people. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, big secret. It was very hard to keep. It was because I wanted to fucking tell everyone, but yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. everyone looked great. Everyone was in great spirits. It was a great combination of people and amazing. Um, yeah, we loved it. it was great really cool. venue, great venue, beautiful lighting, great and to DJ. To be honest, to be honest, good to have it over and done with, and now I can get on with my life. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes a fucking incredible amount of organisation, especially yeah, if you're, of course. you you got to keep it quiet. Yeah. Oh, and you don't know who's yeah. coming and who isn't. and That's it. 100%. Good time of the year All right. to have it. All right, I honey. Can hear well, the baby congratulations. Crying and I'm going to go and say right. goodnight to him. So thank you very Absolutely. much, baby. It was so, so good that you were there. We were busting moves on the dance floor. Everyone loved it. It was fucking yeah. great. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was great. All our. And yeah. it was like, oh, here's another Rewind 80s tune. Here's another Rewind 80s tune. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it was really funny because you were like, you told him not to play the set list. Too late. Yeah. Do you want to funk? Yeah. Went down really well. Do you want to funk? Uh, um, yeah, what a feeling right. to end the night. That was interesting. Yeah. We did the whole routine of girls just want to have fun as well. I remember that. Yeah. Fucking stupid, mate. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, no, it was, it was really great. great. 
was really but good. But good on you guys. Thanks for joining us. I hope it's brought back some nostalgia from weddings that you went back to in the 80s. Mm. And, um, yeah, look, live it up. Life's short. Fucking get out there. Go to as many weddings as they can. It's a free piss up and, you know, just celebrate love because that's all we can do. Absolutely. And uh, go out and see some gigs. Go out and have a good time because by the look of it we'll be going to war in the next couple of years anyway so we'll be locked up again. Yeah, Could yeah. you imagine? Make sure, make sure oh. if the f- nuclear cloud passes over you're at oh, a gig, you know. Oh, exactly. It's just fucking one fucking thing to another, hell, isn't it? Unbelievable. So much but, um, bullshit. Yeah, no, it's all crap. But, uh, yeah, congratulations on your – congratulations on your baby. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, look, lots of love to all of our listeners around the world. Please like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars and come on board as a subscriber. It's very, very important. Don't listen to just one episode. Hit the subscribe button, guys. We're on over ten different platforms now. And yep. The best thing you can do is become a Patreon. Now, I want to do a shout-out to Nora and Evan because I think they just chucked in 50 bucks the other week, which was really lovely. I think they did. Did they? No. Not that I no. know. All right. We'll check up on that one. Yeah. But big shout-out to oh, Nora and Evan anyway. they huge now. fans. Would have been yeah, a Yeah, I think ago. a couple of weeks Oh no, they did. A, they did a recent one, but I'll, look, we'll double check. But look, yeah, no, that's all right. I'll have a look as well. I haven't really looked, but um, yeah, no, been, um, been busy couple of weeks. Nora was fun because you're all coming to pseudo next week. So yeah, she was screaming out, "I'm so excited!" Oh fuck, uh, it's next week. How fucking exciting! I know. So next week we've got pseudo. I've got pseudo on the Friday. Everyone's coming, and then we've got Saturday. We're in Bansdale, so get your ticket for Bansdale as well. And what a big week. It's going to be a big week and then we, we're off again around for a month with Suits. But it's going to be a good weekend. But I won't be partying after Suits because I'm going to have to come straight home and get ready for Saturday. But, yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah, so, I mean, you can find this show if you do want to subscribe or anything. You can Google the 80s montage, but we're also the Apple platforms, the big one, and Spotify. And Stitcher in America is going nuts. Stitcher is is one for the Americans. But yeah, Apple Podcasts, and, and you can now give a review on Spotify, which is really cool as well. So you can do that, which would be great. Yeah, jump in, give us a review, write us a little message, whatever it takes, guys. It all helps our ratings and helps yeah. our little show. And get we'll be to putting that money towards our two hundredth show at a venue in October coming to you. Woohoo. We're gonna announce details very soon. We but will. get excited, guys. And those in Melbourne or Australia, get down there because it's gonna be a big show. We're we're really building up to something big. So very excited. Absolutely. And Tasmanians, subscribe to Rewind80sBand.com to get your early access tickets for the theatre. It's going to be a great night. You really love it. There's video clips. We talk about Elf. We pay homage to Mannequin, the movie. We just do a whole lot of stuff that is super 80s. And the tickets are really reasonable as well. We've kept them reasonable because everyone is struggling a bit at the moment. But, you know. Whatever, just come along. 
Can't wait to see you guys. One more thing, if it's music, mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. See you soon. Woo!